Welcome to Democracy Matters, the podcast of the James Madison Center for Civic Engagement at James Madison University. I'm Kara Ong-Wheely, Associate Director at the Madison Center, and today I have with us Dr. Carl Larson, Assistant Professor of Finance, Blue Ridge Bank Faculty Fellow, and Advisor to the JMU Banking Team. Welcome, Carl. Thank you, Kara. Glad to be here. I also have two of his students, Katie Jarrett, who is a senior in media arts and design. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. And Kareem Barbieri, who's a senior finance major. Thanks. And a member of the JMU banking team. And they're here with us today to talk about um, JMU's banking team and the community bank case study competition that they participate in each year. So I wonder if you could just start by telling us a little bit about the banking team and about the case study competition. Sure, so the JMU banking team is a group of uh, five JMU students who are uh, competing in a national case study competition. Uh, the case study competition is sponsored by the CSPS, the Conference of State Bank Supervisors. And the basic idea is the CSPS uh, chooses a policy-related topic each uh, year, and then teams from universities across the country write a case study on a local bank and how that policy affects the local bank. Um, I wonder if, uh, Corinne and Katie, if you could talk a little bit about what you produced in the competition last year and a little bit about what the subject was of the competition last year. We produced a 20-page report, like, talking about the policy in general and then also, um, like, financials behind it and then um, how it specifically relates to the community bank that we worked with. And then we also produced a 10-minute video kind of, like, showing the community and also talking with the bank um, people. Um, so, Katie, you are the media arts and design major. What was your role in producing the video and, and bringing your talents and expertise to this process? Yeah, so basically the video is kind of a visual representation of that 20-page case study. Um, it kind of just breaks it down a little bit and gives more personality to both the bank and um, the way that they address the issues. Um, and so it was just really fun to get involved and kind of put more personality behind um, rather than just a 20-page paper. <laughs> What did you learn about banking and financing policies and decision-making processes in this competition? The main thing I learned was like how banking policies impact a community as well as a specific bank. So like each bank is a different size and kind of tailors to a specific community, uh, like mainly in community banks. So I think for that, I kind of like saw how it impacted the community as well as the bank with like just a broad policy. Yeah, and obviously not uh, not being as involved with finance or anything like that. Uh, I just learned a lot of basics of um, banking regulations in general and how that kind of affects like the common person, maybe not someone who's like super like involved and interested in that legislation and like what their regulations are. And so I think it just was nice to kind of bring a perspective of like, I'm not a finance student. I don't know what's going on. Please like help explain. <laughs> so I think it kind of brought it down to like be able to make both the case study and the video a bit more um, digestible for people who aren't as involved in, with finance. And Carl, I wonder if you might talk a little bit about how you got this idea. Um, did you, did the JMU banking team have the idea to do the competition or is that something you brought? And how did you, you know, go about incorporating this competition and what do you see in terms of its learning impact on students? 
Sure, so it all started uh, a few years ago. Uh, we've actually been doing this for three years now, and this will be the fourth year. And three years ago, my first year here at JMU, I got an invitation from uh, the College of Business Dean at the time to uh, check out the, the banking competition and see if it was something I might be interested in advising. Uh, and being a new professor, I had a lot of different things going on, and I was kind of wondering if it's something that I should take on, you know, on top of all my teaching and research and everything. Uh, but I ended up, uh, you know, giving it a shot and was really glad that I did. It's been a really uh, awesome opportunity to uh, partner with the local bank and then also get to advise the students. And uh, I've learned a lot from the process, too. You, know, you learn things that you wouldn't get from just reading about these different policies in the news. It it's really makes a big difference to actually talk to the banks that are affected by them. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about how you identified the community partner and how you worked with the community partner on the project. And maybe all of you might talk from your different perspectives about it. Sure. So as far as how we identified the community partner, uh, that was something that uh, came out of some connections uh, through the College of Business. So uh, Blue Ridge Bank actually has some JMU alumni, and they were 100% on board with uh, participating with us in this competition the first year. And uh, then they uh, kind of stuck around for the next uh, two years after that, too. So it's been uh, really great working with them. I was on the banking team for two years, and so just being able to keep up those relationships and continue to work with a lot of the same people from year to year was really great for just continuing like networking and like upkeeping those relationships and just having that trust for um, when we ask about certain things and when we have information, like they're really willing to work with us and like super helpful. Yeah. So in my perspective, the community bank kind of provided a point of contact to like the real world applications for this case mm -hmm. study. And so we got to ask some questions and you kind of get to learn more in depth on how policies really impact a bank and impact the community in a general. Yeah, how do you think Blue Ridge Bank benefits from the partnership? Um, I mean, I think that it's kind of beneficial for them because they get to see like students that are graduating soon and they kind of get to keep up with the College of Business because we share like similar interests because the College of Business is a business school and then Blue Ridge Bank is also in like the banking industry so it's kind of like it goes hand in hand I think. Yeah, and that's actually one of the goals that the CSBS puts out on their website is uh, to connect uh, community banks with uh, the academic community and with policymakers. And uh, one of the other things that they advertise uh, on their website uh, for the competition is, I'm reading a quote here from their website, it says that the case study competition serves as a platform for community banks to tell their individual stories. It's an opportunity to build a further understanding of the community bank business model and the role community banks play in local communities. And that's so true, uh, you know, but the students are working on like original research on policy matters that, you know, are, are of interest uh, to politicians and regulators and the banking community. And at the end of the competition, there are, you know, this year there were, I think, 50 or 60 different schools participating. So that's, you know, 50 or 60 stories about different banks and how these policies are uh, impacting their business. Um, I wonder if you might talk a little bit about how, you know, through the competition, the research that students do, the production of the film, you know, how that is telling the story beyond just the students involved in the baking team to the broader um, community here in Harrisonburg and Rockingham, um, you know, how those policies are, that, that policy knowledge is being disseminated. Sure. So there are 
I guess a few different ways that can happen. So first of all, the, the competition uh, organizers post all the papers and videos that uh, schools have submitted on their website at the end of the competition. So you can go back and look at the last few years of competitions and read up on the stories that these uh, you know student teams are telling about how policies are affecting local banks. Uh, you know, the local bank uh, also has a, a choice to kind of share uh, the report on, through social media or whatever other venues they like to do that. Uh, you know, community banks are by definition a part of the community, and uh, so they really enjoy getting to partner with us on this and, and kind of tell their story uh, to the local community. And uh, and then finally, uh, the each year the competition organizers uh, invite, you know, three of the top uh teams to a policy or uh, conference where the, the, the students will actually present their findings to uh, regulators and uh, bank professionals uh, in St. Louis each year. So we, we actually kind of covered this a little bit already, but I wonder what um, uh, Katie and Corinne, what did you get out of working with the Blue Ridge Community Bank? I think my biggest takeaway being a finance major, I really got to see like you know, whether I wanted to go into banking or not, but I do want to go into banking, it really um, just kind of gave me like more knowledge inside of how a bank like truly works and how a broad policy can like impact the bank and how they have to run their business and their financials. So I think that's the biggest takeaway that I got. And then just also like getting to talk with bankers gave a great perspective as well. Um, I would say that I kind of just got to keep embracing the duality of my education at JMU. Um, I am a media arts and design major, but I also do a lot of things in the business school. I was an entrepreneurship minor for a while, um, in a business fraternity. So like I have a really strong business interest. Um, and this is just another aspect that I got to kind of pursue that. Uh, one of my professors brought it up to me and was like, hey, I know you have these like multiple interests, I think this is a really, really great opportunity for you. And so I think just being able to kind of learn more about business and an aspect that I hadn't had an opportunity to do so before has just been really great and has just opened many more doors for me that wouldn't have been opened otherwise. I also wonder how this experience over the last couple, you both have now been involved in the last two competitions? This was my first. So Corinne's first and Katie's second. So how do you think it might have deepened your knowledge of policymaking or decision-making processes? Um, so I interned with CSBS actually before joining the banking team. And so I kind of got to do that on my internship. And then um, the banking team really like solidified my knowledge of it. And I got to see like real world aspects of it, which I hadn't been able to if I did not do the banking team. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, this is not information that I'm getting from any of my classes or from anywhere else. So it's just something that really has truly added to my Madison experience. And like, it's been amazing. Carl, I wonder from the perspective of a professor, if being part of that competition has influenced how you teach in the classroom at all. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of the really cool things about the competition is how it, you know, the organizers choose these cutting edge uh, policy matters that uh, honestly not even a lot of you know, experts in the field know much about. And you know, that's why they choose these, uh, these topics so that you know, we can all learn a little bit more about everything. So it's been a really great way for me to learn a little bit and then uh, can go ahead and kind of communicate that on to students in the classroom as well.
sort of following up again with you, Carl. I wonder um, what advice would you give to other professors who might want to incorporate this kind of policy learning in their in their curriculum? So if you are a finance professor at another university, I would definitely uh, encourage you to check out the competition and see if it's something that you'd be interested in uh, doing at your school. Uh, it's been a really rewarding experience for me, and I think uh, the students and the bank and everyone has really uh, enjoyed participating in it. Uh, if you are a professor uh, working in another discipline, uh, you could do something similar if there's not, you know, a uh, case study competition, you know, kind of in, in your discipline, you could assign some sort of group project in the classroom where you pick a relevant policy matter and, you know, ask students to kind of look into it and uh, interview people who might be affected by that policy and uh, and then report back uh, to the class. And there are some really great ways to disseminate that information electronically and online and, you know, services that, uh, you know, are pretty easy to use where students can post projects uh, for the public to view and uh, inform kind of policy matters. So uh, there are a lot of things that, you know, great opportunities uh, related to this in all sorts of disciplines. Yeah. <laughs> At JMU, we also have the Health Policy Summit, which brings together different uh, disciplines, including College of Business, um, Political Science, um, nursing students, social service students, um, uh, or excuse me, social work students. Um, and, and so that's sort of another way. And they analyze bills and they put it out and they involve legislators as well. Okay. Um, so, so we actually kind of do a lot of that at JMU, which is amazing. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's really cool. So Katie and Corinne, how would you, or how do you, how would or do you motivate your peers to learn about banking policy? Um, I don't know if it's exclusive to just banking policy, but I think the most valuable part of this experience is that you're not just analyzing the straight policy. Like, it's not just like, let's look at this bill, let's like, let's dissect it. It's let's look at this and let's see how it's affecting our community. Let's look at the story behind it. Let's look at how it's affecting like our neighbors, our coworkers, everyone. So I think it's just kind of taking a step back from just like hard analysis and being like, how does this affect us as people? And so I think it's kind of just motivating. I know at least to people in my major, like look at the story behind it. And that's what kind of like matters to a lot of people in my department is like, Where's the story? How does it affect people? Yeah, I think Katie said it perfectly. Um, my perspective, I'm not from Virginia, so I didn't really know the community of JMU and like how um, it is like works and everything. But like for this perspective, you kind of get to see everybody uses a bank. Most people use a bank right now. So truly the policy behind banking does impact people and how they live their life in terms of like a mortgage loan or stuff like that. So I think that it really does um, just getting involved in like learning more about banking policy or really any type of policy does enhance your just like general knowledge. So other than the case study that you produced in the video, how would you s tell students to go about learning about banking policy? How would you tell your peers to go about it? Maybe take a commercial banking class. <laughs> take a commercial banking class with, <laughs> with Dr. Larson. <laughs> That's your first step. <laughs> 
I would say just being proactive and just kind yeah. of looking into things that really matter to you because ultimately so many policies and so many things are being passed and like if you're passionate about an issue if, or if something's going to like affect you like be proactive learn more like take that step and just do some research because it's out there you just have to look for it I think also, this is kind of like broad scale, but the financial crisis kind of hit people of 2008, it hit people and like, people really didn't know like behind banking and what goes into banking. So I think after that, people got more involved in learning about banking policy and learning how to protect themselves against another financial crisis or recession. Yeah, some one thing that I struggle with is that sometimes it's easier to seek out this information for some people rather than others. Um, and so how, you know, are there accessible points um, for for those who might not have that knowledge already or have access um, to where to get that information? Um, you know, as students, um, you know, or, or as people who are have have educate, you know, are overeducated, right? It's a lot easier for us to find that information sometimes. Um, but how do we tell others who, who might not necessarily, which is also why it's so important that Katie's part of the team, right? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you're able to translate that in, into this story. I think one, one other way that, you know, the general public can learn more about bank regulation and how it affects, uh, you know, our everyday lives is just, you know, next time you're at a bank, ask your local banker, uh, mm -hmm. you know, how different policies are affecting them. And uh, really, at the end of the day, they're some of the most knowledgeable people on how it actually impacts their daily work and, you know, how ultimately it impacts the services that, you know, we, re we uh, rely on at banks, like having checking accounts and ATM uh, machines and all sorts of great stuff that they provide and, you know, being able to get a mortgage loan or a car loan and whatever it is, uh, you know, it's your local banker that will really be able to give you some good information on how uh, policies will, you know, affect those products and services we really rely on. Mm. It occurs to me that there's probably a good question in here that is not on this sheet about, you know, the difference between local and national or global banks, uh, right? Yeah. And and what difference that makes for our understanding of policies, right? Like if, if you're in a community bank, you might be more invested in the knowledge of, of the residents in that community um, uh, than you are if you're a corporation that's based outside of the community doing wow. banking. And I wonder if you have any insights on that, Carl. Sure. So there's a, you know, financial regulation that actually argue it's a pretty hot topic politically. You know, we heard a lot about Dodd-Frank uh, over the last two election cycles. Um, but I think what a lot of people overlook is that, you know, there are thousands of uh, community and regional banks across the country uh, that are headquartered and like primarily doing business west of the Hudson River. Uh, so those banks, uh, you know, operate differently and they have, uh, you know, different organizational structures and everything. Uh, and, you know, in many cases, uh, those banks weren't, were not involved, you know, to the same extent in a lot of the things that were going on during the financial crisis. So uh, this year's case study topic was actually looking at how some of the laws and regulations from Dodd-Frank uh, were in some ways, you know, burdening the smaller community banks that, you know, may not have even been involved in some of those activities mm -hmm. that were going on in the first place. Mm. And I wonder, do you see a difference in terms of democratic accountability of a, of a local or a community bank or a regional bank versus a national or a global mm -hmm. bank? 
It's a good question. I guess, what do you mean by like the democratic <laughs> accountability? Maybe transparency, having a closer connection to constituents, so therefore they're more accountable, and 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 um, you know the incentive structure is therefore different in terms of what kind of practices they might engage in. Um, uh, in terms of financing, you know, are they uh -huh. more, they might be less risk uh -huh. assuming or risk taking, uh -huh. right? Because they're more tied to residents in their local community. Uh -huh. Yeah, there could be an argument for that. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily the most uh, <laughs> qualified to speak on, you know, the, the differences between the big banks and smaller banks, but, um, you, you know, there is something to be said about local community banks that, uh, you know, are composed of people who live in the community, and you know, you see them at the grocery store and at Costco, and you know, on church and su at church on Sundays, and like all over the place. And uh, and there's definitely something to be said for that. At the same time, you know, even the larger uh, global and uh, you know national banks, that, you know, they also have branches, you know, in the local community. So they do have stakeholders in the local community as well. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, go too far to kind of discounting that, but you know, certainly there are, you know, some activities that larger banks do that, you know, community banks aren't, you know, involved in taking the same types of risks. Hmm. So any of you could answer this question, but why should people care more about banking policies and financial regulations? Um, I think because it truly does trickle down to the consumer and to the person um, actively involved with their bank in some form or fashion. Um, so like kind of just assuming that like a policy is in place and like it really doesn't impact someone. Like I think that just in a way it does impact the consumer that is using the bank through, it might not impact like their checking or savings account, but it might impact the larger purchases that they're going through. I guess just to speak more to the importance of banks, you know, a lot of times people think of Wall Street and banking uh, as being credit default swaps and all the exotic stuff you saw in the big short movie that came out a few years ago. But, you know, really the core business of banking is, you know, providing transaction services uh, that, you know, people have checking accounts and debit cards and credit cards and uh, ATMs, you know, that, uh, you know, you used to buy things that you need for your daily life. And then uh, banks also provide really important financial intermediation services. So, uh, you know, if you need to make a big purchase like a, uh, to buy a home or uh, to buy a car, you can go to the bank to get financing for those things. Uh, and, and, you know, banks are really uh, the providers of funding for uh, entrepreneurs and local businesses. And, you know, if a business wants to expand and serve its customers better or hire more employees, they can go to a bank to uh, finance that. So uh, it's really important to remember those uh, kind of core functions that banks provide and, uh, and uh, they're really an integral part of our daily lives. Um, what is, I think you mentioned, you started to talk a little bit about this already, I think, but what is the competition going to be for this academic year? So this year's competition will be on uh, the topic of studying the costs and benefits of the Bank Secrecy Act and Anti-Money Laundering Act uh, from the perspective of community banks. So it should be a really interesting topic for uh, this year's students to look into. And will you both be on the team this year? No, you're you're transitioning out. Yeah, we're graduating. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, congratulations. So uh, yeah, we're graduating in, in December. So uh, I really wish that they could serve another year on the team. Yeah. But one of the co uh, competition rules was they have to be around in the spring semester too. Oh, so. okay. So, what advice would you give to the banking team this year? 
Um, I think the biggest piece of advice would be to set deadlines. Carl was really good on like setting deadlines and making sure that we stuck to them. Because as students, I think we all procrastinate a little bit. <laughs> so definitely deadlines and staying on top of your work. And then also just communicating to your other team members and like asking for help and um, really just like partaking in the team more than just doing your own work. Yeah, and I would say uh, definitely having an open mind coming into it, especially if they happen to be the person who is not a finance major. <laughs> uh, two years ago, I had no idea about anything, banking regulation policies, like no clue. And uh, everyone was like always super patient and super willing to be like, oh, like this is what this term means. Like I think it's important that like you know that to kind of get more context. So just like having patience and being very willing to share information and being willing to teach each other um, and just having a good group morale. Like this year we had such a great morale and it just made it more fun. And that's one of the things I really loved about the competition is how much fun this team had. And yeah. uh, I mean, they're doing all the work. They're doing a 25 page original research case study on a, on a bank on top of all their other coursework and extracurriculars and you know all the commitments that they have going on and they're having a fun time doing it uh, of course there's a little bit of work involved <laughs> I don't totally acknowledge that but it, it was really great to, to see you know how well they managed all that and, and really enjoyed the process. What would you do to strengthen our democracy? I think just in a broad scheme, I would say for people to get involved in something that they care about, whether it's banking policy like this topic or just really anything that they um, care about and want to make a change on. Yeah, um, I'm currently studying media and politics uh, through Media Arts and Design right now. And just, I would say, being willing to have that open discussion, being willing to listen, um, that's one of the most important things we can do right now is to just talk to each other and not attack each other and like let other views be heard, analyze your own views, question what you're thinking. Um, and at the end of the day, like try to make as informed decision as you can, but always be willing to hear others' decisions as well. That was so well put. Uh, so I guess one really small thing that I'll be doing this year is uh, just serving as the advisor for this case study team again. And uh, I'm really excited to see the students who come together uh, to study this topic. And, you know, they'll be sharing uh, the stories with, you know, the rest of the world and uh, including voters and policymakers. Thank you so much, Corinne, Katie, and Carl for joining us on this episode of Democracy Matters. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Hi, podcast listeners. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Democracy Matters. Editing and production was done by the talented and tenacious Leah Jackson, a senior in the School of Media Arts and Design at James Madison University. Our digital guru, Randy Budnickus, director of digital marketing at JMU, does the syndication for us. Our theme song is Sometimes It Shines by Pictures of the Floating World. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can tweet your questions and ideas to us at JMU Civic, and we'll address them in a future episode. You can also connect and engage with us on Facebook at JMU Civic. Learn more about the Madison Center online at jmu.edu slash civic. Until next time.